Look, walk the block you. with my gun cock Cameo flow solo, I'm ill and whatnot Sucker talk get switched when you hear the gunshot Dumb cock coming up with lines to make your girl hot with monogamy, born words to pottery Surround psychology, y'all should be charging hourly Started grassroots, forming a monopoly Brothers could hang, I'll show you how to do this properly Hate my guts, talk trash, put the shock in the evolution away Revolt, I lick shots, set your pass to your plate Retreat, it's gunpowder when we muzzle your team Got clips in the click, God willing we scheme You can save your dirty slice of the American dream We beam, getting loose to notes to blow steam I mean, dirty money make your pocket feel clean We green I'm ah, cameo flow, D.O. Randall mash it and go So throw man handling hoes, so cold Santana on blow Land damaging bows, front row grandstand in the show Can you handle these black men channeling black men Without the jock strap or the chap standing and rapping Telling what happened, about 60 days in the drought Now I'm out in the pool swimming and lapping Kicking back with a brood, chilling and laughing Sitting back with the crew, tripping and snapping Never slipping cause I'm never unprepared Unaware that you were meddling in veteran affairs You see the way I just sit up in the pocket with it Over your dome, you won't have a chance to stop and get it Till it's tapping on your head like you rocket fitted You got to admit it, we, we about, about to get, get it. it So live with it, so high, no sky limit Dime pieces, hope the line fit it Rhyme shining every time another line spit it Fly designs from the mind, now transmit it Tell a sublime and asinine kind split it Alphabetic type G, every spot I hit it Can't admit it or believe it if you can't see it Vocabulary bohemian, turning on your zenith Watch me beam into the spotlight Rockin' nice, got them gleaming at the stoplight Can't wait, not a fake shown Hate to the great when they fake blown Five skates and drop mics Fools don't approach us, food for the vultures From within I can make the pen carve sculptures Hear my pros, not oppose us, a comatosis Secret omen flows, even foes cameosis Ow! Yes, yes, thank you for listening to From Houston With Love, where we give you a balanced dose of arts, culture, and what's going on in the great city of Houston. Welcome. Please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at From Hugh With Love. That's H-O-U, Hugh With Love. And also, look out for RappersIKnow.com and IllMannerMedia.com. As always, From Houston With Love is sponsored by Rappers I Know. Purveyors and curators of fine, fine underground hip-hop music And also ill-mannered media uh, Creators of uh, such multimedia platforms as podcasts, videos, and good music Back once again, it's The Incredible The Incredible We welcome you to another installment of From Houston With Love This is your boy Cashmere Don, Mr. I Ain't Regular Mr. Yeah I Did That and we are back once again. Thank God for letting us be alive just to see another day, just wow. to be back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just to be back. Preach, brother. Man, Rose. man, can I preach? <laughs> yes, sir. Tabernacle. Man, but once again, we are back. We are here to talk shit. We are here to be intellectuals. We are here to just say whatever the hell is on our mind. Mr. Damian Randall, how are you today, my That's good right. man? That's right. My name is Damian, a.k.a. D. Randall. A.K.A. I show up to hoop and flip-flops. You can't do nothing about it. Uh, you know, I'm just here just not being woke as uh, as we always do. And who is this to my left? Oh, man, this is Mr. D. Ray, my folks' only son. Mr. My sneaker game is almost on fleek. 
Uh, almost? Yeah, man. Almost, man. I got a couple more pieces I need, man. Okay, I see. Right now, I got these, like, wrestler joints on. These are Kobe's. And the only reason I got them because it said it was the blue era for Picasso. So, like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. And then Jay happened to drop that Picasso song during that time. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was a hype beast for a moment. <laughs> I see, hype man. Hype beast. Hype beast. I see. Flood my Instagram timelines early. <laughs> Dude. I stay up late night to work for my, 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 my followers, man. Like, like uh, it's eleven forty-five. I still got ammo. Oh, I'll save it all for tomorrow. And just hello, man. <laughs> well, when you weren't you? You said you was accosted earlier. Yeah, earlier, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, what you mean? Like oh, new, oh, yeah. With flock, the first, new flock. I had a new, new flock, flock of people, fans. some friends, you know, who saw me. And my buddy mentioned to him that hey, that goes Win Thugs Cry outside, and they came outside, dabbed Joel up, told me to keep up the good work and made their day. Which that made me proud because I feel like my services is needed sometimes. I do. So, I do have to agree, man. <laughs> I mean, I, just for people that I know, your your Instagram feed is probably the most complimented feed. That I know of. Well, I thank you. Like people have so much to say about it, <laughs> even if it's just to shake their head sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know the uh, I, I I commend you on the late night crew too. Oh man, thank you, bro. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and uh, you know what? A lot of and I had some fans for that 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 as well. They said they're a fan of both uh, sites, especially that one, because right. it gives their freak flag a reason to fly mm. high. Like, hey, you know, we <laughs> got something in common with this guy who looks real square, and it, yeah, he's know, not as square as I thought people, he was. It gives people a reason to get. Up and go. Yeah, yeah, we admire God's beautiful design, which is all female, all women. Okay. Everything that is about a woman, we love. <laughs> Eyes and feet. <laughs> and feet. The most all awkwardest right. part. The awkwardest part. Okay. That's, uh, yes. that's interesting. Hey, um, you know, a few weeks ago, well, we've, you know, all real radio is located right there in the heart of Third Ward. Detroit. And a few weeks ago, they did the grand reopening of Emancipation Park mm-hmm. over there off of uh, Elgin and what used to be called Dowling. It's now called Emancipation, Emancipation. Avenue. Yeah. I give them some background story because they don't know who the Mr. Dick Dowling was. Uh, Dick Dowling, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the Confederate soldiers. He was in the Confederate Army. Called, yeah, he likes to say nigger and boy a lot. So. Okay, like, yeah. like they did back then. <laughs> right. And still then they sometimes. wanted to name a street after him in the hood. Yep, in the hood. Wow. Yeah. Because um, they already they already renamed Dowling Middle School last year. I think they renamed it Wisdom Middle School or something like that. It's, it's still weird here. For, for the gods and earths out there. Yeah. It was actually someone's name, I think. It's just still weird calling it Wisdom Middle School. But they did that, and then uh, they had a big petition, I think, last year to, to rename Dowling uh, Street or whatever it was, Road. And they renamed it to correlate with the reopening of Emancipation Park. And... It's very nice. I used to stay about a block away from there. And uh, it kind of sucks now because they have everything there that I wish they had Yeah, when I was there. Almost. Like that, that's a community center is uh, that they built, right? Well, um, com- yeah, community center, gym. Uh, they improved the pool. They impl- improved the entire park area. Yeah. yeah. They made it uh, gentrification friendly. Oh, so. man. Yeah, and, and just, and also let them know it's free to go to the gym. With the valid IDs, you know, so any ruffians listening to the uh, the podcast uh, yeah. show here, if you don't have a valid ID to get into that gym or that pool, mm. uh, you're, you're asked out. Well, see, I, ain't, I didn't really want to tell them that because, um, you know, I'm trying to get in while I can before they really start to clog it up, you know. <laughs> right. uh, you know, a, a few of us showed up to the gym yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, for sure. some, some of us hooped, some of us 
showed up in flip flops. Those mm. who like to show up in flip flops. Yeah, hey man, <laughs> with set shots. I had to cut. A, I had to cut a half acre of grass. So I told y'all ahead of time I wasn't hooping, but I will be in there. Next. Hey man, go to my Instagram. You'll see me on the ride. Hey man, no, no. All I'm saying, I had I had y'all work to do yesterday. Hey man, you, at six thirty in the morning, not, and I not, still made it to the gym. Not, still not, shooting in the gym. I did three miles a day right after church and walk my dog. But see, you said you're not regular. I'm regular. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Regular dude, carry on. You good? <laughs> regular dudes. <laughs> you know they they separate that time, but I will definitely uh, be out there next week. I've started stretching already. Already and, a week uh, in the Oh man, when you when you hit that big four oh whatever. Yeah. Um, you now, know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Ladies don't. and gentlemen, this would be if, if Mr. Randall comes to the comes to the gym next week, I, I might have to I might have to get him a nice brotherly gift. Cause I've been trying to get this man in the gym ever since I've ever knew him. Oh, okay. Since I've been recording with this guy since the first album, maybe before. Uh, wow. Last time I hooped with this guy was in 1999. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. 2K. It's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, you know, you, you probably didn't have a very favorable opinion of us at the time because um, <laughs> we played a, a special brand of defense. Oh yeah, oh. that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of people did not agree head, with. Headbanger head bang boogie, but oh, you know I'm from the ward. We call so. it. We used to that. We used to them knots. Yeah. Called it ain't no paint, but you mm. know. Yeah. Damn. It is what it is. He. <laughs> Punched the wall and broke his hand, but it's all. Good. I did not break my hand. Never had a cast on that. <laughs> and you want you want to know how I know? Uh-huh. Because I hit the winning shot with that injured hand. Oh, so that's watch how. you cook. Watch you cook, man. But, Lies yeah. I tell you. Uh, um, uh, you know. Besides a couple of shoot arounds, it's it's been a while since I've actually like laced him up a hoop for real. So the shot is broke. Um, Why something with ankle support? I'm just it. I'm good on ankle support. Man. Okay. I, I'm, I'm straight on that, man. I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm, I'm always wary of that. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm out there for hustle points, man. I'm just out there to make you know yeah. the team play better. Uh, but the shot is broke. Hey, <laughs> hey he gives he gives uh, Charles Oakley a run for the money though. Oh, well, uh, hey, well, I tell you that. I'm not. Oakley was a beast with the hey, with man, the I'm defense, not, I'm man. Not dirty like that. No, man. no, I didn't say dirty, we'll see. but you know. He, he was the junkyard dog for the, 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 the team, the heart. You, get, you, you know get, what I'm saying? Yeah, you get five or six fouls, man. You, they don't, At you know, minimum. You might as well <laughs> use it. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny out there, you know, y'all out there playing with those young dudes, and they they getting all like they're so sensitive, man. Yeah, young dudes can't take that shit. Like, they're so sensitive, and it wasn't even like crazy talk. It was just like get up. Oh my! Oh, God. that's broke. You know, stuff like uh, that. Or uh, uh, even me and Hat said. Ooh wee! What the hell is that? Yeah. Ooh wee! Is it? Cause wow. a dude, a dude almost dude. traveled. He almost, almost traveled. He didn't travel, but it was close. It was awkward. They went, ooh wee! Ooh wee, man! Come on! And one dude like tried to square up on Hash, and Hash yeah. like, what you gonna do? Yeah. Wow. He, he did nothing. And I'm like, dog, y'all That's getting. Why I stopped playing with youngsters. Yeah. One dude told me he was like, oh, I got some for you, big man. I'll be right back. No, I didn't let them leave that court, right? Right. I know I didn't let them yeah, leave that I court. I already know that. Just, yeah. Like, why are <laughs> they sensitive? Like, why are you getting so bent out of shape over basketball? Nobody's getting called to the league tomorrow. No, especially them. So I'm just like, man, I just want to show up, play with some folks I know. Right. And then when the folks without proper ID start showing up, right, it's time to go. <laughs> right. Because I, I was trying to do the, you know, trying to be honorable. Because when Damien came, I was trying to leave. Oh. I was actually I was on my way out I had played too I was good My old man game was Okay, okay. I'm good 
I saw Damien come in I was like Oh shit A unicorn is coming to the gym Oh yeah Let me stay Just once Then I saw the flip flops And I was like Oh yeah He really ain't playing today Just I told once y'all. I told y'all I mean I, I know But you hey, know but, You see a unicorn I'm, I'm yeah, just saying But I'm not Bruto Shout out to Bruto Shout out Bruto. to that Who said he was gonna be there Ooh. And then didn't come And didn't come And then went to who Think you should ask With some care. cats He said OGs Crickets mm-hmm. Crickets <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brew liked the hoop. He does, but but yo, he went and hooped somewhere else. I know. <laughs> I know, fraud, bro. He trying to hoop in the heights. We looking at you sideways right now. Ain't no OGs in the heights. He hooping with the Mexicans when they playing with boots on. He's in the heights. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with that said, it's uh, like I said, it's a beautiful park. I'm glad to see it in the community. Yeah. It's still clean. For now, uh, the gym is free. For now, they have a weight room. For now, they have a full <laughs> weight room. That's, that's everything is temporary in the hood. Remember hey, that, man. <laughs> you know, so I know next week I'm gonna get a couple games in, and then I'll I'll probably head into the gym, mm-hmm. okay. catch a couple plates. Like if one of those young dudes wants to start talking noise, I'll be like, hey, let's take it to the weight room. Yo, let's see what you really got. Let's put your plates up. Two twenty five. Put some plates up. We got started two twenty five. I let him start at one thirty five. Nah, that's what we, I know. Women that can do one thirty five. If he big enough to fight me, he got to push two twenty five. The dude that tried to square up with Hash probably can't. He can probably barely press the bar. Because if I'm gonna go to jail, it's gonna be good. It gotta be a match. Yeah, I want you to push that two twenty five. You can push that up. Then we could box. Yeah, it, it was very nah. sensitive. It was very yeah, sensitive. Yeah, real sensitive. Just hugs and daddies, boy. That's all. Anyway, that's that. Um, y'all been watching the uh, Defiant ones on HBO? Um, I guess you guys have. I, I'm, I'm, I don't watch any really, really important stuff that I thought I would like. Mm. Due to somebody that was going through it from like, oh man, you might like this instead of that. So uh, I'm gonna gotcha. go back and watch it, com- com- uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> because what you guys saying that how great it is, and what I'm hearing on my timeline it is really good. So enlighten us. I think. Uh, Mr. Randall will agree. It was uh, it was well put together. Yeah. Uh, even um, you might think okay. So you know, straight out of Compton came out. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Uh, All eyes on me. We've had our differences, our, our differences on that. But that uh, documentary, uh, or should I say, miniseries, if you want to call it that as well, because it's like we'll four call parts. it a documentary. Yeah, it's like you know, documentary chopped up four parts. Mm. You know. Uh, uh, very well put together Well put together yeah. From beginning To the very end Man It's uh, And for those who don't know it, It's a documentary That covers The story of Interscope Records And it, it, it follows the path Of both Jimmy Iovine And Dr. Dre It follows their individual paths And then shows How everything Came together And It Like It's It's not information That we're not Totally familiar with mm-hmm. But it really put in perspective how influential these two guys are to not only the, the the success of a lot of artists, but the way that music is distributed and received by people today. Like they had their hands in all that. Right. And it's incredible. I'm gonna tell you what shocked my draws when I did yeah. see when D Barnes was on there. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Y'all don't see no duck trail here? Like yeah. I got into my high voice, I feel sorry for like he might snap again. Nah, he he didn't. He and you know I'm pretty sure she already she's still living off that settlement money. Yeah, I'm sure. And she gave ago. she gave him props too. She gave you him know? props, and he was he he offered another apology, and he it was like it wasn't one of those fake ones too. Like it was genuine, and you can tell that he knows that what happened back then should not have happened. Yeah. 
It was it was amazing. No it matter was, how messy she made that situation. <laughs> again, you need yeah, to beat her like that. But again, I understood. <laughs> but he that's, shouldn't. It was, hit it, was, like it, was that. it was the TV talking. Her producers and everybody wanted her to do that. Yeah, she was a sacrificial lamb. Oh, she was a sacrificial lamb. They pumped it up. Pun. Pump yeah. it up, my homeboy. Oh, fun fact. Fun fact fun about facts. Jimmy Iovine. Fun fact. Uh, nothing. Nothing special. But I was. Uh, I, you know, I love movies, and I was amazed when, when I saw that he was the music supervisor for Sixteen Candles. What? Um, mm. If you go back and check the credits at the beginning when the bus is pulling up to the high school, you will see Jimmy's name pop up. So Jimmy has been, you know, I mean, we already know he's been doing this for a long time, but it was just yeah. amazing. The funniest line on that movie is, hey, my sexy man again, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, ever since I was a kid, Big I, up just, to Long Duck Duck. I thought all I thought all Chinese people talk like that. I was ignorant. Oh my god! Yes, I really, really related to Anthony Michael Hall's character in the movie. Really? Yeah, I, I, I did too. I did too. Until I got old and got my heart broke and I became a yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah, savage. Who was born? But yeah, the defiant ones, ladies and gentlemen. Till you got woke. Till you got woke. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a great documentary. Uh, it was good. It was good to see the DOC again. He sounds a little bit better, but you know he can. You know he can switch it up though. I heard. I heard. He yeah. can. He can go in between the voices. Now. Yeah. 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 That's that's. Well, he man. need to come through the little poltergeist ah. portal and. Go to the regular voice because nah, I can't stand that screeching shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's done. He he even said, like, my, my job was just to play the role, man. That's yeah, and that's what he does. He just plays the role. Um, what else? The, the whole... Man, your boy Tyrese almost messed it up. Really? Wow. Did you see the first episode? It, it was right there, the first episode with the, when, when Apple was buying Beats Music. Yeah. No. And your boy Tyrese got on the... Whatever it was, Facebook Live or whatever, and he was him and Dre were drunk, and Tyrese was basically talking about the deal before the deal had been signed. Oh, yeah, yeah. we out and we billionaires, you know what I'm mean? saying? Blah 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 blah. He started crip start, walking, yeah, start sea walking. You don't remember? Uh, it, it was I didn't on YouTube. No, no, it was all, like it, this happened like right when, like right <laughs> when before it, the, the first the came deal. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was. Come on, Black Tie. I was like, ah, oh, man. Dark skinned folks, dark skinned yeah. dudes taking L's right yeah. now. He ruins it for us, though, man. He's the Terrence Howard of our dark skin movement. He okay. he ruins it for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's I'm amazing, sorry. man. But the, the biggest takeaway that I got from this, and this is something that I need to apply to my life even more, is that those two guys were successful mainly because everything that they touched they would only touch things that were of supreme quality they knew they knew how to turn weak shit down better than anybody and they only touched things that they knew were going to be gold mm -hmm. and jimmy i even said you know it's one thing to produce people but i think in order for me to be truly great i need to produce the producer right and then you see how he took dre under his wing and then what dre spawned underneath him uh, even the same thing with Trent Reznor. He took Trent Reznor under his wing, and then Trent Reznor ran with it and did kind of the same thing that Dre did, but more on the on the rock and industrial mm -hmm. side as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there's one thing you can learn from this, you, you need to watch it. But if there's one thing you can take away from it, is that make sure that all your efforts go towards quality efforts. Don't just take everything that comes along. Make sure that whatever you do is, is going to have a, a profound and lasting effect. Yeah, 
I, I think also um, as far as the drive and passion they put into what it was that they liked to do, mm-hmm. and they did it nonstop. There was nothing deterring them from from doing what it is that they wanted to do as far as music was concerned. And then, you know, which uh, which branched into other things as well. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they went all balls to the wall, as my man D-Ray would say. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and we see the, the end result of that paired in with what Damien said as well. You know, they only accepted <laughs> quality. quality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the cream rises to the top, man. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, check it out. The Defiant Ones is on HBO. You can catch it on demand. This is not an advertisement, but I just loved it that much. I just had to tell somebody that hadn't seen it to go see it. And D Ray's definitely gonna go see it. Yeah, tonight. Tonight. While I'm doing meal prep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, look oh, at him. Lame shit. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Look at the asparagus and Brussels sprouts. Oh yeah. What you? What you? What Brussels, else? You, what else you got in your meal prep? Uh, chicken breast. I'm doing that with some quinoa. Uh, got some Chinese uh, lettuce. I'm just gonna be doing a whole bunch of roasted vegetables. And no sweet potatoes. You know, sweet potatoes don't really do it for me, bro. Okay. Takes too long to cook. I'm the same way. Pressure cooker. I'm the same way. I do some brown rice, but I don't really do sweet potatoes that much. Yeah, you know. I never really liked it as a kid. You know, I like sweet I potato pie. Yeah. But that's the feast of purpose. Yeah. But you know, you could dice yeah. them up, dice them up, peppers. Uh, salt, I got butternut know. squash. It's well, but yeah, butternut squash. You know. Got a lot of that stuff, so yeah, you know, don't go to H E B hungry and trying to eat healthy, bro. Cause you gonna man. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> the lady said 185. I said what? What? Can I put some of this back? <laughs> for how many people? Me? Whoa! Just for you. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. A lot of organic this, that, and the third. Yeah, man. Now you gotta stay in those outside lanes, man. I should. Shut up. Yeah, they got me. <laughs> no spit, no grease. Got they him. Got me. Uh, at least with Kroger's, they give you a Kroger card. That well, is true, man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. I only mess with Kroger. Yeah. I should have K. Roger, boy, man. Yeah, HEB is not lenient with the with the prices, man. Nah, they ain't. Nah, they yeah. ain't. You know, you got JJ Watt just spokesperson. You got to go ahead and do but it to the customers. The one in Pearland does have a Nico Nico's in there. What? So. You absolutely you didn't know that? right. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Astounding. It has a Nico Nico's. They they took out what used to be the the deli bar or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put a Nico Nico's in there. And Nico bar. Nico's go hard. That's one yeah. of my favorite spots yeah. next to Theo's. And it doesn't disappoint in the HBA as well. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Owner of Nico Nico's, Demetrius. Hook us up. Went to Lamar High School. Hook us up. Throw your L's in there. Throw your like, L's. Yeah. I took a class with him. Nico Nico's. <laughs> he still remembers me. <laughs> oh, well, we need to go up there. Like, hey. <laughs> this is from Houston. I don't see him there, though, because they got like four or five locations now, man. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm asked for your boss. I mean, they got man, they got that one on Montrose is the biggest one, right? Yeah, they got a spot I think in the Toyota Center too, man. Oh, no, they really? got one downtown. Reliant. Oh, they have one downtown. The Market outside. Square one downtown is that yeah. is crazy. Oh, I went for a wedding and I got hungry with somebody black. Let's go blow a square. And I said, man, I smell food. Smell like Nico Nico. He's like, look over there. And it was like a mirage. <laughs> Nico Nico's popped up like, yo, let's go some them euros, son. Wiping the sweat from your brow in a tuxedo. Yeah. Really care, bro. Yeah, man. I watched him come up with that. It's a it's a great story. We'll talk about it some other time though. Uh, but for now, we are gonna take our first music break. Yes, yes. And be right back with you. More from Houston with love, baby. Wow.
dishonesty For the win, trace, follow me A direct path to the end, break policies No apologies, send wise modesty With all honesty, I bend minds constantly Look, terminology is incline velocity Oh, you're going down for the sins, it's all possible Yo my human form is Lord life Until my soul explodes alone showing height I'd rather fall from a flight Or let alone a brawl or fall from a fight So skedaddle, don't get caught in the scuffle Don't mess with the deck, you get lost in the shuffle See life is a travel instead of a journey Or some rattle and babble poems that'll concern me You talk grammar, that's it, watch the hammer that Split like Thor, metaphor, mega hit Is that that nigga with jet black ignorant X-lax rhythmic, less stack idioms Pocket full of good to go Head crack spittage, get rid of itty bitty Small change stains quickly Ricochet flip script, zip lip slippery Missiles hit the first triple beam Nigga tripping with ridiculous amounts of hickory Doc dickory Real time documentary Big shot, call a killer beast, meet razor Serrated blade, Victor Creed faces Sick paces, sick from C's face it Get a fricassee, the southern fried chicken wing basic With some side slaughter, scrape shit Off the petri disc in the lab in the basement Specimen shapeshift to cross-dress Cannibal base bitch ass niggas to make shit More retarded and harder to take Shit, Bars to bury you, words of disease spread like venereal. Sorry, that's what a doctor can't help you. Cardiac from contact, the heat alone will melt you. They warned you beforehand, evacuate the premises. Too late now, you're dealing with invincible nemesis. Kill them all. Body bags filled up from membership. This weather that they measure on forecast may build a split. Tornado spinning rip, glass shadow lyricists. Scatter across the surface, then dirt devil idiots. Wrestlers do regulate whoever ain't evacuate. Food ain't for thought, you ain't even got a pack of plate. Rapper ain't accurate, now they Probably acting piss, bullseye babbler, bar shots never miss. Star sighting aliens, of course the need not exist. Hurricane master, I'm glad to be a part of this. Automatic bar spitter with a barrage, triggers that get you involved. Lyricism, I'm sick with it all. Men in reality, dark tenant, these rappers be all gimmicks. Pause when it becomes real, then it's off limits. Bizarre sentences fall, then it's off limits. Just y'all reminisce on the past and evolve when it gets locked. Take your memory bank to absorb images. Charles and his bitch with a sword, and you all witnesses. I'm raw vinegar, blog the bar. Finisher, now I'm sitting in a car, listen to ulterior motives. The flow is overthrowing them from the dough shit. Notice no prototypical verses, cause I'm a poet. Before you know it, it's over with. When I throw a brick, Lotus kick the shit out of rappers for not knowing this. Below the lower bits, we dwell in the show. Yet this art form at a peak level, selling your soul again. I land from out of the skies in an energy orb. More guns extended out front, killing these frauds with radiation from deep space. An infinity sword chopping off the heads of men who pretend to be lost. I'm star killer looking for eclipse, throwing a tantrum, killing advancing armies while I'm really enhancing my battle skills. Far beyond anything you've engaged, I spin blades like Rolls Royce jet engines. Enraged, shatter star slashing MCs. My magazine empties into the flesh of military MPs. So you better freeze. When you see me coming, act like a statue Cause you have to or you won't live when I pass through Raise a sharp arrow, fly, hitting the parole And tat holes in your armor when I battle the pharaohs I levitate above the clouds and meditate Sionic blast, scramble your brain, your mental state evacuates Fight for your 
Stretch to the spine, a little Janet on that show Getting burnt by the iron, bumping on some Al Green Hallelujah, good times, cause it's oh so divine How these stars come alive, nine planets in my clip Reveal, ready to spit, vision my hair trigger And you still ready to rip, 90 degrees at 0900 I really hope you're catching my drift No sweat, my nigga, follow the trip up Out of the mist, knocking like this Your favorite rapper's favorite rap group, pimping our niche Cause summertime snowflakes still move at the going rate But try being the weatherman without knowing your state State troops, state patrols, out of state representatives Feds at your door when they don't get their percentages The snow evaporates and the winter season finishes Cold world out here, can you handle the temperatures? When the whole crowd get off they feet Heat is when I incept beats in my sleep The narrow the LP, it's real in the heat Talents to South Beach, you can't stand the heat It's hot as Hell's Kitchen Cooked it with an apron on the road like a benchman Serving up in Texas like Tony Parker the Frenchman I throw rhymes like Dom's Black Sands, Hawaii, summertime shine heat One, two, three, the track meets with Scott P Pastor Preach in front of furnace with handkerchiefs, I'm sweating out sermons Rebuking devils in hot vermin Mad cause we Maxwell know what I mean burning Paint speech in full color, we like Sherwin Screech when the city expresses wills turning Cause the heat still burns, still burns, still burns still Oh come now, spaced ones No resting on morals, no tired Have you no more fuel? Shall we forfeit, retire? Spit flames, rap game, incinerate them Spit flames, rap game, incinerate them the soundtrack for cracks of rock tats and chains, ball hats and stacks, gas gators and hot wax. Poetic how I rap, adjacent to the asphalt talk. Chalk out lines, but outside lines I drew circles. A purple cup, lean white tea, car themed in viros, my high road. Gift, gab, and slap, slash, comedic, kinetic, magnetic. It's polar opposites, how I connect. My solar opulence to radiate a metro opulence, a populace obsessed with this. Heat stove, baked soda, and spoon. I'm sun power, blue collar, Wally Molly, my groove. Laid back, fade black, strong out on the tune. Needle vein, rat the cane, let the symphony soothe. Lightning hop to a rhythm like I'm singing the blues. Off whiskey, so tipsy, I'm just sharing my views. Slang, snow, feel heat, nigga, you gotta chew, you gotta chew, you gotta chew. Welcome back from the music break. Uh, what you just heard was first from my brother Brew featuring the Neot Hurricane Rita. 
Very hard, hard song, pause. Hard. Very, song. very hard. Named after a hurricane that we had in Houston. Yeah, called Hurricane Rita. Rita. Hurricane Rita. The video was nice too, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was a live display of visuals. Who uh, with the film? Film? Yeah, uh, Phil did it. That? COS did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phil yeah. the editor. Very, very nice video. Um, and song, dope song. Yes. Uh, next we had the Hue with the Heat. Yeah, and uh, that one brought some flames as well. Fuego, el fuego, the fuego, the heat. Caliente. Um. So, I guess we decided today we would have a discussion about. Um, and don't, don't 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 shake your head when I say this either. <laughs> We're gonna have a discussion about classic hip hop albums. But specifically, we want to talk about what makes an album a classic album. Yeah, and we're right. not talking about Jay-Z releasing 444 and in five minutes people are like, oh, this is a classic album. This right. is great. No, we're talking about what, what album are you going to look at 10, 15, 20 years from now and still understand the significance and the impact that that album made and and how it lingers on today right. um so I'll, I'll start with you mr cashmere um in your opinion what makes what qualifies an album as a classic hip-hop album uh for me uh it's a, a variety of things i'll just touch on just a couple um the flow of the album uh song structure how the how the album flows um also uh I, I, I would say um, beats or whatever. I mean, but that's that that could be all all relative. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, it's just just how how uh, how the flow of the album is. You know, if I can 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 play it for me for me from start to uh, to to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, just uh, the delivery the delivery of of how it was written. Um, I, I look at it real. <laughs> real deep like analytics and shit like I'm doing forensics or whatever yeah but it's you know I just how, how it flows how it's uh sonically sounds um how how the uh MC you know came with his delivery of, of every song uh it just that's just uh just the surface for me of uh what makes a classic album all right and for me it's similar to what Rose was saying uh I love to hear rappers different cadences uh, I love beats And if the album flows With the concept That they came with I'm in tune to it Like I like the good story To be told to me You know I like to catch the rhyme That I could hear A thousand times on repeat And just be one day To actually get what They were talking about The double entendres and stuff right. Those mm-hmm. right there That makes for a classic album In my book Okay And you know And in my opinion Including everything That you guys have said already because I think we, we all kind of use the same criteria with it. Uh, I'm going to add also that for me, because there are a lot of albums that I think are are really good albums that could be classic albums. Mm-hmm. The ones to me that really rise at the cream of the top are the ones who present some type of dynamic shift or a turning point at some point in music where you can tell that it may have changed the way that people approach music or the way that... Mm-hmm. Um, um, people went about creating albums as a whole and it influenced others after them. 
So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take turns. We're gonna have you state. We're gonna have you state a classic album and what makes it a classic. And we're gonna start with Mr. Cashmere Don. What's your first one? My first one. Near and dear to my heart. Mm. Near and dear to my heart. I I chose Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. Mm. Okay. Um, my favorite album of all time. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to get emotional in here. Okay. <laughs> Thug tears, ladies and gents. This, this is when thugs cry, literally. <laughs> um, a Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. It 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 is a classic to me. Uh, first because. Um, and just personally, I, I remember the first time I heard it, hmm. uh, or first time I got familiar with it. Then went and got it, and then heard it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, heard I saw I saw the video on your MTV Raps. Some of y'all might not remember that on your MTV Raps. I was in my grandmother's bed chilling summertime, and um, you know, <sighs> yeah, man, check the rhyme. Check the rhyme. It was on a Friday. Yeah, it, it yep. came on and. Uh, and and then you know and i was going to lamar at the time shout out to lamar you know uh you know and um you know we all went and got that album and um you know i could not stop playing it and what made it a classic for me is years later i could still play it like it was the first time mm-hmm. the first time like i, I can play it you know, i played it from start to finish like it was the first time mm-hmm. like it was an eight track <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying and and like the key songs that stood out to me besides check the rhyme was uh bugging out bugging out um, that video was crazy the video yeah. was was dope uh Fife's with coming out colors. party with butter uh I, I thought he was like ultimate MC the ultimate greatest <laughs> yeah. of course I was in the 10th grade so don't judge me on that yeah. But hey. I thought it was the greatest Cause I was like Oh by time The dark skin went rhyming And he represented good He represented for the short dark niggas You out know there. You know uh, He wasn't just You know It wasn't It wasn't just You know some A 16 and then no more I mean he actually Came off in this song uh, Other songs Versus uh, I mean I'm sorry Vibes and stuff mm-hmm. And uh, of course The scenario Which is ultimate 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 uh, Turn up music right there But I, I could go back to it uh, years later and I'm still playing it from start to finish I still get the same it still has the same effect on me that it had from the first time I heard mm-hmm. it and that's my that's one of several classics for me that was the first uh, the first that was the first album that actually made me shed an actual real life tear mm. yeah I sat there um, and this is a slight brag because I knew folks that worked the sound waves I actually got it the day before it came out stunt and the uh, the whole night before i didn't even i didn't even go to sleep that night went to school didn't go to sleep i listened to that album all night the night before mm-hmm. walked into the lunchroom before school and everybody was talking about how they were ready to go you know to the record store after school to get it and then <laughs> i just pulled out that tape and unfolded that cover and by the time I got to school that morning, I had already known, I already knew that album word for word. word. Yeah, it, it was, it was life changing. I've never, I've never had another album make me feel like that since then. I, I agree. Yeah. That's probably why you hate him of doom. <laughs> I just fucked right. with you. I had to throw it in there. It uh, just, uh, it just in time, uh, <laughs> Mr. D. Ray. What is your first? My um, classic album. <laughs> 
actual classic album uh, for me, and this is only me, and this is my dear friends that know me, Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. The reason why I'm a big Wu-Tang fan, people know this, but I have a soft spot for Ghost. Ghost does no wrong in my eyesight. Ghost is the embodiment of, to me, Big Daddy Kane, Biggie, all these real raw rappers, but I actually believe he will body you and slap you in the face. <laughs> he has that. The Apollo Kids, man, like every time I hear it, Woo. that's like fight music to me. Like, I'm not a violent person, but if I was, this would be the soundtrack to everybody. Uh, Mighty Healthy, yeah. Malcolm, Nutmeg, dude. Yeah. The only thing I don't like on the album was this one skit, uh, Knuckles. Other than that, from beginning to the end, Supreme Clientele show who, why he's the Wallaby Don, why he's yeah. the one that's supposed to be in charge of all Wu Tang albums from this point <laughs> forward. Right. Because that one right there, that because you know they said the sophomore jinx is what kills a yeah. lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. I didn't too much care for Iron Man as much as I do for Supreme Clientele. Yeah. I think Iron Man was just a teaser. Uh, because it was still riding high from uh, only built from Cuban links, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Right. Yep. So it really didn't register with a lot of people. But that goddamn Supreme clientele, man, I tell you, I lost that tape more times than I can remember. But I remember buying it on every tape and CD. You know how they used to get the CDs for a penny? Yep. I never not picked that one. I never not <laughs> right. picked that right, shit. Right, right, right. That was that was my <laughs> shit, man. And I swear by it to this day, like it's still a, a gem to this day. Yeah. I remember it came out. While we were at uh, at Gavin in San Francisco, and we had a rental car when we were out there, and we listened to Supreme Clientele, it was it was okay. We listened to two things that week. Uh, Supreme Clientele stayed in rotation the whole time. The only other thing we listened to was a Quasimodo album. Oh, word! But, oh, wow, that's a double too. But it was overwhelmingly, hmm. overwhelmingly, Supreme Clientele. Brother Stocks. <laughs> it's a gorgeous album. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, my first one is Eric B. and Rakim, Paid in Full. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Um, I was introduced to Eric B. and Rakim in sixth grade by uh, another fellow. Well, I was, in, I was at Lanier at the time, uh, but this gentleman would, would end up also going to Lamar High School, the epicenter of the musical universe. Uh, <laughs> his name is Mark Nash. Uh, Mark Nash introduced me to Eric B. and Rakim. He, we were in class one day, and and it was weird because I didn't really talk to a lot of people about music in middle school, but somehow I started, I struck up a conversation with him, and Mark was like, "Hey, um, you know, what, what what do you kind of like to listen to musically?" And I think at the time I was like really into. MC Hammer Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince like he's a DJ I'm the rapper really in a run DMC and he was like I want you to check out this uh, this new group Eric B and Rakim I was like what? So yeah Eric B and Rakim um, you probably heard a couple of his songs on the radio but I want you to check that album out it's like okay and he let me borrow his tape overnight he's like yeah just bring it back to me tomorrow it was one of those white tapes where the letters always rubbed off um, I listened to that tape about 12 times that night and pretty much rubbed all the letters off his tape when I gave it back to him I felt bad I actually put the masking tape on each side and had to rewrite the songs back in 
That's old school for real. But <laughs> the thing about that album that really got me was that I had never heard anyone rap the way that Rakim did. Because remember, a lot of the, the 80s was the Run DMC style of rapping, the old school style of rapping that we used to call it back then was two years ago. Right. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> and yeah. here's this dude talking about thinking of a master plan. Because ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands, so I dig into my pocket all my money spent. So I, and I was like, what? Right. Right. You can do that? He right. uses vo- to me. He uses voice as an instrument as well. Right. He uses voice as an instrument. He had a he had a completely different cadence right. than anything that had been heard before, yeah. and it sounded highly intelligent. It sounded highly intelligent and almost conversational, and that's why like it. I was just kind of mesmerized at first. Like, how how do you do that? How do you do that? And to me, that kind of broke the mold for how other people would rap. I, I think that kind of even though. Even though Big Daddy Kane was around during that time, and a lot of the other guys, for me, that was my first introduction into a more, a more rhythmical style of, of rapping, a more right. poetic style, um, multi syllabic style of rapping. And I think that, but Peyton Full, I think broke open the doors for me to listen to the Big Daddy Kanes and the Cool G raps and, and people like that uh, around that time. So screw. And outside of Chinese arithmetic. That is, Hard. it's an album that you can just mm-hmm. black, like almost every song on that on that album was a single, yeah, right, and a and a, and a, a staple of music like uh, "Paid in Full" is a staple. Uh, Eric so, B for President, I know you got soul. Like those are songs that you can play anywhere, and they still jump off to this day. And that's the first time I really heard a James Brown sample really being killed like that. Mm-hmm. It was yep, and that was a kid. I knew who James Brown was. I'm like. For a rapper to <laughs> change yeah. and make it his, yeah, man, it was dope. Um, so yeah, paid in full was my first one. All right, for the second round, we're actually gonna start with D Ray this time. A oh, word. Right. What is your What is your second classic? Second classic of all time, hip hop album. Oh man, that's that that's hard. <laughs> hard because uh, it, it could go either way. But I will go ahead and say this. It's, it's, it's not going to be popular, of course. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm but ready. When I, when I listen to it, it brings back a lot of memories. And we're going to talk about organized confusion, the stress agenda. Okay. That's, that's acceptable. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, extinction yeah. agenda, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's acceptable. Uh, that's the reason why, because pre- I was a big-time gaming nerd, and I would like to literally sit, write down what a rapper says, and... I remember writing down Prince Poe's, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Pharaoh Munch's verse for Bring It On. I even begin more graphic than a DOG 032 bit computer to the piece between my lip and then I'll spit. Spit out, spit out, go ahead, spit out. They need to be you up, but I'll leave a motherfucking seat from the mental race stuck up. It's my terminology. Just write the bounce and rip the pee apart. Hey, come on, man. Like, I was like, oh my God. Did he just say butt fuck? Did he, like, literally, I went through the whole thing. I'm like, you pulled out that whole verse. Right. Like, but uh, then the, the song they had about the straight bullet, where he envisioned himself as a bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one was touching the imagination like that. Literally painting pictures with words is what he was doing through that whole entire album. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, and I was so disappointed when the solo album dropped because I was like, I was expecting more of yeah. that guy. What was uh Black Sunday was on that oh. album too. Hey, 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 man, hearing them pianos still yeah. give me the chills, yeah. dog. Lord, yeah. 
Help me yeah, out now. now. We, we gotta, gotta get together. together. We gotta organize. No matter the weather, it's a black Sunday. I got goosebumps now, bro. Woo. Man, yeah. that had to, back when we were going to Cypress House uh, every Sunday <sighs> for like a solid year, that was probably the most talked about album. That we had for a solid year, man. Oh, I don't it was, feel so bad. I thought I was gonna be too nerdy. Nah, that mm-hmm. was that. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's then. Because and, and it's funny because me and Mike, my boy Mike, Chaotix, we were like the only two people that were really up on organized confusion's first album. Because a lot of and, and yeah, and, 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 Roosevelt, Roosevelt Franklin. You know, we had a couple <laughs> songs that I really that, that I really messed with, but. <laughs> After that, we started. You know, we were in like the the Dirty Dub Coalition, where you would, with Dirty Dubs of cassettes were circulating around the country. Yeah. And we came across a version of Stress, like the demo version of Stress, the remix. Mm. And we were like, "Oh, this is the new Organized Confusion." It was the one. It's a verbal assault weapon with words uncanny. You can fool me, but I cannot fuck with Bully Giuliani. Press the panic button, shit. It's the schizophrenic tenant. I can kill it from the West Coast to the Atlantic. Oh. We were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I need that. And it life. didn't appear on the album. At we were all. like, "Why?" Right. But uh. it, it eventually uh, appeared on the twelve inch <laughs> later on. I was like, "Oh, that album was." I need that song. I need that in my I life. I got you. I got you. Please. I got you. Oh, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 album had yeah. Man, we were it had so many quotables on it, man. <laughs> Even though I think was the Beat Nuts had appeared on there, if I'm not mistaken. Like a lot of cats who had lengthy careers, I want to say, did a cameo or two. Like Q-tip was George, on there. Uh, Q-tip was on there. Mm-hmm. Man, they had some producers, dog. I mean, oh. Man, I'm in the redneck trucker. You can't steer it. No, I feel more of a kinship with you now because people are like, are you listening to this Come shit? On, like, yo, man, please. What kind of people you hang like, with, man? I can see if they were dissing because anti-pop was short I, I would jam that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's as weird as it gets <laughs> for me. Yeah. But organized confusion. I'm like, this still is hard body. Like, to me. Yeah. But I had some homeboys who swear their hip hop elite this. They like oh, I don't cut for that shit. But now they're 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 diehard fans of it now. So hey, how that goes? I was already on it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go second if you don't mind right. on hey. this round. Um, my second classic hip hop album is Nas Illmatic. I could close on that. I, I didn't want. To, I probably took someone's choice with that. One. It's it's cool. I, I apologize. <laughs> and why is um, that? Um, besides it being a great album, yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, I, I, there's not much more that I can say about the album in terms of Nas's lyricism and the production, except to say that one of my criteria is how it changes the way that people do things, and this was probably the first solo hip hop album that uses a formula that a lot of solo artists use today where they basically surround a solo artist with a bunch of superstar producers and really, really drive the energy off of that. Because I remember, you know, I remember hearing Nas on Halftime. I'm like, yeah, he's dope, man. And hearing him on Live at the Barbecue, like, yo, he's really dope. But the real, the real hype came when people were talking about this album. They were talking about, yo, man, and we're talking about 1994. Yo, yeah. I remember because remember the wait. Remember yeah. the wait for the album. Yeah, and yeah. we're talking about we're hearing that Pete Rock is producing on it. Yeah, 
Q-Tip's producing on it. Yeah. DJ Premier is producing on it. We like what the B minors too. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, this one. Extra P's. Extra Pro. Like yeah. everyone that was my favorite producer at the time was producing on this album. I was like, my goodness, I cannot wait for this to come out. We couldn't lose either way. It, it, like, it was yeah. So it's it's the same formula that you know you could argue it's the same formula that Jay Z uses when you see an album with Jay Z has Just Blaze and Timbaland and Pharrell. On the project, um, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that DJ Khaled does with all of his projects, where he features Superstar. Let's not mention Khaled again. He's trash. I'm just, I'm just saying the formula. The formula. I'm not that, comparing that him was to the formula. But I'm just yeah. talking about the formula where yeah. you basically you have a producer-driven album where part of that hype is built off of that, and it just so happened that Nas, even at the time, Nas is one of the greatest rappers yeah. ever, and you put him with the Best producers of the time. Man. It was like it was just a perfect storm of of everything. Man. When man. I heard that cool in the gang sample, bro, I knew it was a rap because that was before the Puff Daddy era where he took everything that was a childhood dream and mm-hmm. made it into a theme song. But they took cool in the gang. And Life's a Bitch was the best song ever made to me, bro. Man, I to this day, and people disagree with me, that's my favorite song in that album. Man. And that was the only verse I've ever liked by AZ. Keep running. Yo, don't, really? Man. Okay. Yeah, because AZ was pretty butt juice, if you ask me, too. I didn't like none I'm, of I'm not, I'm not going to agree sorry. with you on that. I'm not- AZ has been asked to me. I'm not gonna agree with you. I'm not gonna say he was his, whack. His, his, his beat selection didn't live up to his rhyme quality. Hey man, more money, more murder, more homicide. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. But um, hey, that's rare and few between. <laughs> I bought like two of his albums, and I was like, oh man, this is not good. So you played. didn't like Sugar Hill either? See, but see, you, you named like the Sugar hits Hill. though. Like you named the songs I that. Like I, nah, nah, more money, more murder is like gutter. Like that that ain't no hit. But they had Cool G on it, didn't it? Don't matter. More money, more murder, more homicide. Nas was on there. Okay. Uh, but I'll tell you this I'll tell you this 1990 uh-huh. It had to be November, December And I heard Live at the barbecue mm-hmm. <clears throat> Street's disciple My rap's a trifle I'm the guns with my veins Just like, like a rifle. rifle Stampede the stage I leave the microphone split Play Mr. Tuffy While I'm on some pretty tone shit Verbal assassin My architect pleases When I was 12 I went, I went to the hell for snuffing Jesus. Jesus I could Whoa. say this whole shit When I heard that first guy I already knew about You know Joe yeah. Fatal And all them other guys Ock and I, all of yeah. them Ockinelli Word I, up ooh, to you ooh. When I heard that When I heard Nas First verse on there I was like Whoever that is, I want to rhyme just, just like that, like yes. that motherfucker right there. He now commanded. I'm, I the was mic. 14. I'm like, I want to rhyme like that dude right there, cause I don't like Rakim had already. You know, we went through the yeah. Rakim phase. We went through Rakim phase already. Yeah. But that guy right there, I think it was like Rakim 5.0. I want to rhyme like him, yeah. and then we get. Uh, back, back to the grill again. Mm. We waiting, we waiting, we we hearing stuff. You know, doing little freestyles here and there. But when that shit dropped around my 18th birthday in April of '94, is that the one where he was waving automatic guns at nuns? He was waving automatic <laughs> guns at nuns. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Man. dog, that whole you right, D. That whole album shifted 
a lot as far as mm-hmm. for how music the paradigm yeah how music Dude. was was uh considered at that time the man. greatest thing is waking up on my birthday in 1994 at the age of 20 and being able to play a verse that goes i woke up only on my born day at 20 it's, <laughs> it's a blessing the essence of adolescence leaves my body now i'm fresher my physical frame is celebrated because i made it one quarter through life some godly like fame created and i still listen to that song every day on my birthday yo yo I do that and I did that on my 20th. Every but year on my birthday. Every day on my birthday. Every but you day, know what? what <laughs> we but, get you. But, but I have added an extra song on there Uh-oh. on my birthday and it's because it's Marv One, the happy birthday song. Yo, ever since I heard it like a couple years ago, I play Life's a Bitch and I play that Marv One. It goes hand in hand and I wore my freshest outfit that day because Marv One was on some other. I know y'all know what I'm Have you heard the song? I know what you're talking about. Oh, no, yeah. That fucking beat. It was on a house shoes mixtape. Yeah, yeah. I had a hunt through like five different websites to find that one song. I'm like, yo, that's dope ass shit, bro. So if you listening, <laughs> thank you for making that part of my soundtrack. Yo, because every year. I'm with you. Hey, I'm every with year. you. Every year. And then, like I said, man, when you fresh, you fly, you fat. Hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, man. <laughs> All right, Cash Madon, what's your second album? Oh, man. The second one that I'm going to give to you, brothers. <clears throat> Pause. Okay. Pause. Yeah, that was a great one. Great, great, great pause. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this first before I go into it. Okay. Here comes another one. Bust the way I flip it. I collect the loot. Then I knock the boots. A smooth dark brother. Prefer to be called a chocolate lover. Cause I can do wonders undercover. I'm dip, dip, dope. I rhyme like Rizzo. Cleanse like soap. Cause this the great black hope. Stay away from the P now. I can rock the C now. Cause I'm slick like new. Now rock on the boot. Knock on the boot. Knock. Bust the way that I float. Yo, how hey, many producers know was given to you like that? <laughs> hey, bro, man. Hey, bro. Before there was Diamond D, yeah, that was Pete Rock, yeah, and man. CL Smooth. I, I, I'm, you know, when I say Diamond, as far as producer oh, rhyming, Pete Rock and CL Smooth's Mecca and the Soul, brother. Man. Man. I listened to this album because I heard it from uh, I can't remember. I think um, it was one of the guys from uh, from Lamar. I can't. I, it might have been Pharaoh, dog. It might have been Pharaoh. It could have been. been Pharaoh. Once, once, and, and you know, we had we had mentionings of Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Heavy D was talking about them drinking Cisco on the stage in the club. Yeah. And girls, the girls, they love me. You know, so I'm wondering, who are these guys? Damien had his girl, Michelle. Of course. Of course. First song to feature my name in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, so they, you know, they dropped the all sold out EP. Great joints on there. You know, creator, all that stuff on there. But when Mecca and the Soul Brother came out, Dude. I'm talking about straighten it out, straighten it out. It was Say like, what? That was that was probably the best produced album. Yeah. Dude. Even right now, I've played that. Dude. I want to say New Year's Eve. I I was DJing somewhere. Yeah, I play music. Oh, of, of course. And I put the P Rock straight it out on. Straight it out. And to see the old B boys and B girls come out, the people like yo. Straighten it out. Say what? Dude, man, come on. Straighten it them out. Horns, dog. Uh, them horns, uh, man. Uh, lots of like, hey, lots of loving. Oh man. A lots of loving went on my yeah. on my late night. Tape, if and, you understand what I'm saying. And don't, and don't saying. forget about Smashing the remixes that, that they had. Oh, each, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Song too. Oh, 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 no, no oh. doubt. And the remixes was better than yeah. the original right. version. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't gonna even, you know, well, I'm gonna mention the song, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Like they really reminisce over you. 
that yeah, goes man. without saying. We that, everybody knows that. Whenever, whenever I people always ask me my favorite hip hop song. I always say I sound like Charles Barkley now. I always tell people, Terrible. listen early, Terrible. listen early. I always tell people if I if I'm ever introduced to an alien species and they want to hear a song that perfectly encapsulates hip hop, I will play them. They reminisce over you. Yeah. To me, that is the definitive hip hop yes. song. Yes. Ever yes, and it's a sad song without being sad. Yes, yes. If you get what I'm saying, like you can hear that after someone died, you can probably put a smile on your face because you're reminiscing about the good stuff that you had in your life, or just you just feeling hey a type of way about yourself or your feelings, man. That is a perfect song. Yep. The horns, man. Pete Rock, his ear for the best horns. If you ask me, next to the beat nuts, yeah, it's uh, unquestionable, he's, man. He's, like, yeah, man, yeah. That Mecca and the Soul Brother, man. Uh, Another another fun fact, uh, I was rapping like CL Smooth when I really got into doing like the pause tape demos mm. at the crib. Mm. I uh, catered my cadence after CL. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that give CL slack and flack, not slack, but flack for uh, them not understanding what he's talking about. He I was too him. smooth for him. I understood him perfectly. I was 15, 14, 15. I understood exactly what he was talking about. Straighten it out. He was talking about the brothers. Mm-hmm. I understood. understood. CL, CL was very adept. And see, I, I, can, I can see that now that you mention that because CL was very adept at fitting as much as he could into each bar of a verse. Right. And whenever people tell me to describe D-Rose or Cashmere Don to them, I've always said Cashmere Don is a type of rapper that he's a type of lyricist that every single line is a complete thought in and of itself. And since you mentioned that about CL yep. being your influence, yep. I can definitely see that now. Yep. And and that and that, and that plays uh, yeah, that played a lot into a lot a lot of stuff we've done. behind I can tell you Mecca and the Soul Brother. I I I in I um I took that in, pause. <laughs> like like low end theory. I took that in like low end theory. Mm-hmm. Like I lived with the whole album, and I'm I like like I'm an extremist. Like if I do something, I do it. I just go all the way with it. Pause yeah. again, whichever whichever way that might go. Uh, but this album here was very uh, for me as a classic. Was very influential. It helped me to look my my young bushy bright eyed self as a youngster. It helped me to approach things in a way that most youngsters and I know y'all can agree too mm-hmm. from that era in, in in ways that youngsters who really didn't take the music that way approach things you know what I'm saying so yeah making the soul brother yeah. P-Rock CL smooth alright and I'll start off the third round so for the, my third classic hip hop album this is an album that I consider to be the most influential hip hop album of all time and that would be Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and I say that because for a number of reasons. First of all, if you look at the landscape of rap music today, you can trace nearly all of it back to The Chronic mm-hmm. in some shape, form, or fashion. You can, you can trace nearly all of it to The Chronic. Um, the mix on that album has still not been replicated I think by any other hip hop album or most other albums 
since that time. It is a perfectly mixed album mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've never seen an album hyped as much as this one was during its time. It came out in what, 92, 93, whenever it yeah, came not, out. Yeah, 92. And yeah. it was, I, there was, I've never seen an album that you heard every single where you went. And that yep. album shouldn't have even been on radio, but it was <laughs> everywhere you went. Right. And you know, I there's there's not a lot I can say about that album that already hasn't been said about it, except to say that again, if you look at most music today, most hip hop music today, in some in some shape, form, or fashion, you could trace it all the way back to the chronic. And and you know, we were talking earlier about the defiant ones. Mm-hmm. And and how Jimmy I and, and Dr. Dre basically put their tentacles and everything and influenced music and so forth and so forth. And a lot of that comes from what was done with the Chronic. The Chronic, man, it changed. Uh, when you affect people with every, I mean, you know, okay, so you know, like you had certain people who smoke bud. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not just going to stick on Bud, but right. I'm just saying, but when you affect a whole person's way of thinking everywhere, <laughs> to some people who didn't smoke All at first, yeah. <laughs> and now you're smoking because Dr. Dre. of this one, yeah, this one album. And I remember when Dr. Dre didn't smoke, sis. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's going to yeah, give us another brain damage. Yeah. Brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing. nothing. See? We're <laughs> making you a sucker. And if you think about it, Dre had his, Dre had his facts wrong. You don't yeah. get brain damage from... No, um, you don't. Uh, no, nah, unless you're smoking that K2 Kush. Don't, don't smoke. smoke Kush. K2. K2, baby. Don't smoke it. And then it had... It had... it uh, Like, like when I started seeing... Like, you know, Dickies were popular, but yeah. like... That... They, they influenced the whole movement of everything in each city of America. Yep. Each, especially each ghetto. Yeah. Like yeah. I told y'all when I went to Bro Bridge, Louisiana that year when it dropped, mm-hmm. and on the other side where all the black people congregate, literally for about nine miles of walking between barbecue pits and fish fries, everything right. you heard, if it wasn't Zotico, it was the chronic. chronic right. And I'm not saying no Master P, anything like that, because that didn't even exist. Every thug or nut thug, you heard it from houses, cars, and it's like they were playing different songs, but it was always the same album, The Chronic. That and this was in Louisiana. We talking mm-hmm. backwoods. Yep. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it uh it was probably the first rap album really to be played coast to coast and be embraced by everyone. Even though there were pockets of the of the East Coast that were still kinda hating, they were still playing it though. Yep. It was man. And it was influenced by the low end theory. Yes it was. Um great segue. Um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up to a guy who doesn't get his just due, cause he only get he only gets his uh, acclaim and fame from from uh, smoking weed. <laughs> Redman's what the Woo! album? Yeah. Yes. Seventh grade. What the album? Um, it didn't sound like anything that was out at the time. Mm-hmm. Sink it! Come on, sink it! Come on, sink it! Come on, sink it! What's up, dog? What's up, dog? What's up, dog? <laughs> now, what the album, man? Time for some action. He oh, had, he had ooh, the, what? he had the hardcore reprise on there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I got it going on. Since I'm up, up next, next to flex. flex, best believe I drop heavy, so girls, girls grab your Kotex. Like, yeah. come on, dog. 
Nobody mm. out the crew that he was in at the time yeah, was rapping like that. I had over funk beats, man. Over funk beats, bro. Red man was a, he was he was the best rapper. Red man ready to rock at rough rhymes at that time. At that time, he was the best rapper at that time. Like, I was like ah, this, ah, ugh. Superman lover. Yeah, but, but, but time for some action, man. man. Yeah. That, every time I hear it, Let's I get, I get the same. I get the same feeling yeah. when I when I first heard it. Like mm-hmm. I'm ready to like rumble, really. like not not just that, but just I'm ready for whatever. It it's hype. like yeah. you know the beginning of it. Not you know what I'm saying like it, <laughs> the beginning, the intro of the song lets me know something's about to go down, whether it time, be time, good time, or time. bad. Yeah. That but, be real cut, bro. Yeah. That's what did Dude, it. And, and and you know that that album there, like I was already a fan of Red Man hearing them on EPMD stuff. The squad, yeah. But but that what the album, man. Um, I don't think it gets its just due. Um, what and I'm not saying it's not considered a classic. I just don't hear people talking about it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Unless they were K Solo fans. Yeah. Because <laughs> he stole K Solo shine. Yeah. I thought they were one of the same person actually. Yeah. Yeah. Red Red Man. Red Man. Uh. I, you know. I, he's more known for the movies now and uh, and whatnot, and you know. I con- think he's still a rapper, even in his old age. But that yeah. boy still he, nice. He's still, still nice. Bars it up. But nobody bring nobody is going back to the essence yeah. of straight lyrics, straight bars. Red Man was a beast still. before people was even saying beast. He was a beast, still. beast at what he was doing. You know All what right. I'm saying? And uh, I, what the album. Um, that that's another one that I sat with for for a minute. All right, what you got? Y'all gonna laugh at me, man, but y'all gotta understand, man. <laughs> I'm I, you have two for two so far. Uh, uh, see. As long as you don't say doom. doom. Oh no, it's not doom. But okay. Doom might have been influenced by these guys. Four guys from Cali. Uh, bizarre ride to the far side. Oh yeah. Uh, oh for sure. And oh, the yeah. reason why I was a jokester, <laughs> I was a comedian. So to see these four dudes literally embody the mic. And could dance their ass off, and they had a, a bizarre album cover that was a roller coaster. Right. Of a woman's lovely essence was dope to me. Like Quinn's on could, his way. Man, Quinn's on his way. Even their skits <laughs> were so funny. Uh, I was president. Uh, I right. still listen to that. But my favorite song on there Which is one? the uh, the one with a uh, God dang it, it's with Buckwheat on it. He uh, closed the door behind me, locked it very tight, thinking about the nasty things we did last night when he was talking about beating up. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that was you talking pack about. Pack the pipe. Not pack the pipe. No, um, not. Oh, oh damn. Ah, you got me. On the down low. On the down low. On the down low. The piano. The piano. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat lip and him pulling the tranny. Like, all those things were funny to me. I didn't know E. Swift was on crack when he was doing it. (laughs) Also, I didn't know, fun fact, that they didn't stand still when they were recording. So, that's why it sounds like they're running through the... They said they literally had the mics. I watched this documentary of Fat Lip. Yeah, yeah. So they literally, literally had the mics and just walking and rapping in front of each other. So he had a yo, chill out, sit down, man. So he could balance the levels off because yeah. they were all over the place. But they saw dope they were. They were into it. It was just fun and them spitting and they all had different styles. And that's what made them stand out. You know what my favorite song off of that was? What? For better or for worse. Man. Slim oh, Kid Trey. For better or for worse. Slim, Slim oh, Kid Trey. Uh, fish in the sea is fish, my, my bad. Other fish, fish. Other fish. Other yeah, fish. Other fish. My dear, my dear, my dear. That's passing me by. It's, it's so a, many. It's it's so they got, many. They had, they had nah, love. Man, they my, melodics. My, one of my favorites was Emerald Butterfly, which was it wasn't available on the LP. 
It, they kind of release it. That one. They release it kind of between Bizarre Ride and Lab Cabin. Really? Um, I can't. I can't do it right I need now. That too, I never heard it. Oh come on, man! You you had to have heard it, man. But yeah, they were they were dope, man. Look, yeah. look, but, but other fish, dog. Other How about fish. The, in the sea, baby? <laughs> what about the remix to "Passing Me By," which was probably the most wrapped upon freestyle track ever? The Flyers Pie Mix. I hey. had a hair before. Mm-hmm. You've heard it. I've it was at hair. every every time somebody like, yo, we need somebody on stage to freestyle, <laughs> and it, they they would play it every time. <laughs> wow, every single time. Now they were dope, and I knew they were dope because after they came out, everybody was sounding like them. Everybody, yep. including us, and the, I, the I, I even, even me, and I even met Jarrell, Janelle Jarrell, and he had a group called the Slum Kids, and like five yeah. of those kids out of seven dudes would rap like. From the West Coast, I, I must say everybody had high pitched voices at the time. I must say, an- anonymous was influenced <laughs> was influenced by Farside. Because it was, it was, was cool to be weird. Then Farside. it was really cool to be weird. Yep. Yeah, man. It was there, man. All right. So these are all classic, classic albums, man. Good list. Thanks, See, man. I, was, I actually was skeptical. Like, man, no, sit man. On this. Those are classic. Oh, you good? All right. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to take another well-deserved music break this time. And we'll be right back with more from Houston. With love. Ching, ching. Mama. Take you away 
Welcome Black, welcome Black. The sounds that you just listened to, well, the first song at least, was Bilal, Sirens, produced by Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Tribe. Mm. Man. That song is dope. You gotta get with that. Especially Bilal, man. He were, he's the only person that should have did the Prince tribute, in my in my opinion. I can see that. Yeah, because uh, that boy can hit them octaves. Yeah. Uh, the next song that we had after that was Radio Galaxy, Jacob. Mm. Anyway, uh, it is time for our fan favorite section of the show, the one that we refer to as Love Jones with D Ray. Show you right. D Ray, take it away. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, like you said, this is Love Jones. I'm D-Ray. Uh, don't forget to keep sending me your questions. A lot of y'all guys can't type well. Uh, please <laughs> practice your skills when you're sending me things. Spell so, check? Spell check will help. Uh, we, we live in a modern society where people judge you on things like that. And uh, I'm going to say with some females. <clears throat> Maybe you were in a rush. Maybe that soapbox you thought was slipping from under you. But hey, I'm here. You can go ahead and send them back if you don't get them told this week we'll try again next week you can actually leave the spell check on as a default like you don't yeah you don't actually have to turn it on just leave it on yeah you hear that ladies and gents you know and uh predictive text maybe right (laughs) thumb thugging around there your phone knows better than you do sometimes (laughs) do you mean nigger <laughs> I, know, I know my phone is the only one that does that right. with the hard ER. Like, no, nah, man, the GGUH. Come on, bro. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, okay, Mr. Love Jones. They've sent some uh, some interesting questions, and uh, we're gonna get your perspective. All right. All right. All right um, first one starts off as a statement. I'll turn it into a question. All right. There we go. As he said, please follow the rules. Um, if you treat them bad in the beginning. They will always stay around. Do you think that's true or not? Depends on the person. Uh, I got some friends that works well with them. Like I seen them, uh, they downright savage when it comes to a woman's attention for them. They see the woman being extra thirsty, but they block all shots of her happiness. Like ah, I don't want you. But low key, mm-hmm. if you hit them up at three o'clock in the morning, they're always willing to take them in. But let me and my not so pretty face do that. I might not succeed as well So (laughs) It just depends on the person That's not true for everybody But I'm told If you treat them like shit They do appreciate it more They meaning women Who aren't strong enough In their um, I'm not saying beliefs Or They're just weak minded Because you can't do A strong woman that way She ain't finna put up with that What do you think What do you think about About guys What if it was reversed What do you think um, If you treat If you treated a guy Like trash you think the guy will stick around? Because nah. we do have some some, some, some out there. Some, some, but that's the difference between you know alpha and beta. You know, mm-hmm. you're not. I mean, I love me, and I'm not gonna let you dog me out because right. you think you should. No, nah, so it just depends on the person again. Because <laughs> some people are you're a sucker for who you want to be a sucker for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know she's ignoring nine of your texts, but you decide you want to pop up at her house. She might. Think, oh, he's a stalker. But if you're cute, she might. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, so. after the ninth, uh, after the ninth <laughs> time being ignored, you're like, hey, you want to go to ADVs? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, why not? Man, yeah. So, yeah, you know. and then I know some folks are still taking out to eat. Still mm. think they're gonna get something. <laughs> Man, I'm again. This is. I'm glad to be old sometimes because I'm glad that when I was still in the dating pool, that this was before text messages and. Stuff like that. I, I know that makes me sound old as shit, but I, you we know, beepers. Yeah, I, well, I mean, even back, I was from the school, man, where we had cell phones, but it was just like 
if I tried calling you twice, you didn't answer. Yep. I could, you know, it's just like deuces. And then, you know. But that's what we're supposed to do. But, you know, we got that friend that don't know how to take no for an answer. But people are too connected now. That's Cause, true. Because now someone can miss all your, you can send them nine texts. And then you go on Facebook or something, you see them, you yep. know. Laughing uh, it up Tagging in everywhere You, you stalking them on IG <laughs> yeah. You know you see them Bigging up Like they were They were just on their phone Five minutes ago When you were blowing up right. Your text messages right. Taking selfies So you know they saw your text right. See there's, there's, People are too connected Nowadays Too connected So you know My thing is You try twice Give up once Yep Why would they Cosign like, why, why put in that much work For someone who obviously Doesn't Share the same passion For you as you Skirt, do <laughs> quick, quick to curve So we got We got a uh, second question Granny if you're listening Please forgive me um, D-Ray they want to know man A lot of these people Want to know out here What makes a good fuck buddy Oh okay This is great uh, A good person That's a friend As well as a lover Fuck buddies For one that One person is not going to Tell you business so whatever freaky thing you into, they into it as well. It's between y'all. Uh, they don't get caught in their feelings, especially if they see you out in public, and you're with the opposite sex. Uh, third, they're always they're always dead and reliable. Uh, they're like that good trusty Dusty. You're like, man, that good ace in the hole. You know, instead of using your hands, you got a woman. Uh, so <laughs> those three qualities make the best for me. When I, when I, what I would say, I'll consider a buddy of casual sex. Hmm. So you're saying like uh, oh an STD free oh that's number four we got to be that uh, <laughs> STD free you got I have to see papers I I bring my whole facts you need to bring your whole facts I will go get whole facts together because <laughs> I'm nasty and if we're wow. fuck buddies and we need to be nasty together we need to go down into that clinic I got you yeah I got you so so um so one one of the things where they have to be real good like if you with with your main one right. So I wouldn't need no fuck better then. Well, but, but 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 just just be okay, game though. Not, I'm not talking about I'm talking about hypotheticals. Okay, hypotheticals. Not not not, not nothing in Don't here. Don't get me killed. Because this is advice. Okay, yeah, that's true. For, for others. So so if so if one is with their significant other, you because you said that you know you see them in public and it's yeah. just like you know so they have to be real good with the wink and the gun. With the wink it man, the wink and the okay. gun. Okay. They call it the buddy Christ. The buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Off a dog, but the buddy Christ with the. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, some people um, who are considered good fuck buddies, they they, they have no restrictions. No, also, you know, what I'm saying, like, no. they're, 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 there's no restrictions to what goes on. You got somebody, okay, they're fine with it, cause they got somebody already. They probably got a stable, uh, a, a, a stable in the barn, yeah, and then a stable behind the stable, correct? Right. I mean, I'm just saying. Yep. They have I, to have I've no played restrictions. my part before. Oh, we all have. Well, you know, some have. You I know. don't mind being a piece of on the side. I have no problems. I had it to a point where it was so bad since my name is Dawn, they would just put my name as D A W N in their phone. So their homegirl Dawn always calling them, always checking gotcha. out them. Yeah. Dawn. That's, and, that, that's and then if they ever see me in public, it's just, I had somebody say the most fathers in like, Oh, what don't worry about him. He gay. You're like, what? Did you tell that nigga I'm gay? Hey, gay? <laughs> like, no. But just to save her neck, yeah, I went along with it. Don't know how y'all felt about it, but I felt kind of weird. I'm like, nah, be honest, he called us, but hey, he was dumb enough and he wanted to. 
So <laughs> that big dude that was sitting over there that was just hugging her is a gay dude. So have you ever had a uh, smash buddy situation that ended well? Yes. Oh, okay. It ended up in a relationship. Oh. Fucked her way into my heart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She got the boy done, man. She really did. After she ran through the crew. Um, well. So, yeah, that was weird. But so, she really was a fuck buddy. She, boy. Yeah, it was cool. We went Christmas tree shopping and gifts to my mom and stuff. Like, she, she played the world. She was the perfect substitute girlfriend. Got you. And uh, it... it Unraveled for many reasons. One, because she she was like Mary Jane. She loved to give her love away. So yeah. you can you can unleash. Her. I love the free spirit, and she she loved mine. Ooh. Spirit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, you got any more? Yeah, we got one more, man. We got one more. So this is this question here, man. This is like I mean, really, but we're gonna ask it anyway. Okay. So it says, who cheats more? Men or women? I honestly will get this to, and don't kill me, but I have a lot of platonic female friends, but I would say women. Reason why, most men aren't stupid. We, they know they got a good thing. See, they, you know, we'll lust at the eyes, but we'll go home and eat. You know what I'm saying? We'll warm up our appetite everywhere else. We'll go home and eat. Mm -hmm. But a woman, when she cheats on you, she's fed up. And a lot of you women been settling for whack-ass dudes. And True. they've been giving up. Facts. And they've been playing... These mind games and they're moving on doing their things and um and, and palace ends. So she hit the skirt skirt skirt. Yeah. And I know a lot of female where I work at. There's quite a few of them. I know they're married, but I know they're hooking up with some of the male coworkers though. Right. Because they're unhappy at home. They can't leave. I don't know why, but they can't leave. But hey, they they go on lunch with some brothers and go to home to another. You hear that, ladies? So you hear that, ladies? The women. It's a y'all cold, cold. It's a cold, cold world in America when yeah. that goes down. Man. Yeah. I think, and I think these days the relationship roles have changed. I think more men are into their feelings than anything. So you gonna have a man that's gonna step fast into his love and confess, because <laughs> you know, oh, he doesn't confess his feelings. No, most men confess their feelings. Now they they let you know from jump. Hey, nigga, I'm crazy. I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna look for you know daytime with a flashlight. You you gonna get found? Well, you know, the, you know, you know, they came out with "I am woman, hear me roar," and then it just went crazy. Yeah, because the 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 the, the uh, roles I can say have shifted for some, for yeah, some, some, for some some relationships out there. Not every, but you know, some women are considered the head. Yeah, <laughs> the head, and they ain't and, giving you any either. Yeah, yeah, and, which makes it a real <laughs> cold hard night. Oh man. Pause. Pause. <laughs> uh, D, you want to uh, chime in on this? I mean, you since you're off the game, um, have you uh, confirmed or denied this? Um, I have to judge this by the number of times I've had to be alibis for people. Um, I think it's pretty even, to be honest, in terms of who cheats more than the other. I honestly think it's it's pretty even. I think that I think that women are better at not getting caught than men are true mainly because i think when men have it in their heads that they just that they that they're trying to get what they're trying to get that they just don't give a damn anymore <laughs> all in the house <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they want to get caught like women i think women are capable of, of fully stepping out and never getting caught and never changing their demeanor or anything to give themselves away until they're ready to leave the relationship i think men when they're like man Mm, 
you know what, she tripping, so let me just go out and do what I gotta do. Yeah. And probably don't even give a damn if they get caught in that. Right. But I, I think they both do it about evenly. I just think that the approaches are different. And men are probably more likely to get caught and then not even if care. Given. Yeah, just like, okay, cool. But when a woman's fed up. Right. <laughs> Made a song yeah, about nothing. it. But yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been I've been alibis for people plenty of times. I've retired from that game though. Uh, it's not a fun position to be in. Nah, because everybody's always at at at, at D's house or hanging with D or whatever. I'm like, man. Yeah, hopefully man. nobody actually calls me on it because I'll be like, uh, I'm not answering the phone. Because yeah, D, real talk, you kind of semi pimping if you are the alibi. Yeah, kind of. Uh. Like I said, I've never, I've never actually gotten the call from the other party. I, I, I'm more like a standby alibi. Okay. So if, if somebody asks, this is where you know where it went down. So unfortunately, I've known what people have been up to. In, involuntarily, yeah. in, involuntarily involved in something. It is, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, man. that gotta yeah. suck. Huh? That gotta suck. Especially if you know, if, if they blindside you with it. Yeah. Oh, so I heard he was at your house. Like, for real? So, so look, hey, man. Oh, yeah, he look, was there. I told them that I was going to be with you right in the mm-hmm. studio, right? Yep. Uh, So, yeah, if you get a call between 7 and 10, uh, yeah, I'm in the booth, and I'm really trying to lay it down. All right. Yep. No, I mean, there All was right. there was always a plan in place. Like, you know, if, if, if for whatever reason I got a call from that person's significant other or whatever, I would immediately contact that person and be like, they're looking for you You need to call them Right now <laughs> And they be like Yo hey what's up I hear my phone ring I'm you know Here doing whatever Whatever uh, Yeah what's up You know blah 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 Cause my thing is I'm gonna let you Do the explaining Right, right. I'm just I'm just here to like Make sure that I hit you up In a time Like just In just short enough time To where If they try to call you That you can easily Use the excuse Oh man I didn't get To my phone in time Or whatever I saw it ringing But I was in the bathroom or recording or whatever, you know, and then you you take it over from there. That's all I'm saying. Yep, yep. Good friends like this. That's why I love them. Uh, thankfully, I've never had to do that, but I've been a standby alibi too many times. <laughs> anyway, good questions. Good questions. Yeah, dope. And uh, where can they send those uh, questions to you again? My folks only son at gmail.com. That's my folks only son at gmail.com. Oh, we finally got them on that Gmail. Yeah, I'm here, man. Uh, it's <clears> nothing <throat> different. You still checking that hotmail though? I'm yeah, sure. I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that shit is in uh, my accounts. Yeah, you need to burn that and throw it in the bio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, I can't even log into my old hotmail account anymore. I'm a G. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So send your questions in, and we're gonna take our final music break, and we will be right back with more from Houston. With love. Bow.
sorry I called Too many times The way you left me earlier Left plenty on my mind So handy on the grind Saying I ain't deserving You blaming me for the fall Or the decline I ain't involved in us My heart of ice left me salty Dissolve and trust No I'm faulty But that's not a crime In 48 hours We be fine like naughty Normally that's like the case This time around I'm been around five and since That's the dial your number Wonder We could reconcile If we could work it out Like plumbers It's water under The bridge we crossed it It's fire when we fight So that bridge we lost it Let me pipe down The delay in the faucet We're smoking like a muffler You got me From where we used to live 1400 is hard to stomach for this little crib Takes away from the day to day But we stay for three thinking A to B Changes what we need, lot of needs Dollar fees got me in a squeeze We trying to breathe, me and wifey our team And she down to leave Found a place that we could have more space And lower rates, motivation It takes steps away from what we used to Looking out of that window Overlooking suit and high, a lot of history and kinfolk Them who know me know that I do my best Providing for my family, that'll be the reason we left Loaded the U-Haul, we all took the deepest of breaths High-fiving for surviving, about to be on this quest, I guess We keep hope close and navigate with faith from day to day Sometimes you gotta break away 
stay far away, it's gonna be over now. Stepping out, you never know. Proud to have you in the same spot, so I let it go. Got a goal, not a soul. Could convince me not to complete. Hustle, no discussion, shaking jealous niggas off me. Saltiness, I have you on defense. But nowadays, I leave no room, tell them it's gonna be this. Then get it done, something with it from one. Salute to those who make solutions. Take few crumbs to make a pie. Just for the sake of time, don't rely or cry over shit that died a while ago. Smile and go, haha, you know. Growth is the goal of my soul. The tippy top of the totem pole, behold, got so far to go. Honor those. It took steps further for the trial Eyes wide, you shine, letting God be your guide You gon' be fine, keep trying, expand your mind's design Way past the borderline whenever I record a rhyme yeah. I, I, Far away, far away, it's gon' be okay I'm not afraid to motivate the law that I'm They say that if you stay still too long, you might never Cause when it's time to go, a lot of niggas throw salt like it's about to snow My life tank is full of gas, standing next to a stove, I'm about to blow Turn off the lights and be ghosts, it's not about holding hands to execute plans My destiny is land of recipe to win Sometimes you gotta leave your hometown to breathe And what clown believe your ghost until you be gone? I pull a trick like a wizard Not going overseas but not close enough to visit Sometimes I need distance so I can think Sometimes at home I be coming a blink uh, Out of town I be full of life Excited like a freshman Thinking like McNeil leaping behind the X-Men Advancing on my left to improve I roam the land as a traveling man So I gotta I, I, Far away, far away It's gonna be okay Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, the sounds that you just heard were uh, the first one was a selection from Stro Elliott called Marvin's Mood, part one and two, mm. where he samples uh, some good Marvin Gaye. And Stro Elliott is a beast on the board. Stro Elliott. I jam this all the time. And after, heard you, after that, you heard a song from Odyssey called Maybes. Again, I told y'all before, Odyssey is one of my favorite, favorite producers. We producers hear this all the time. And rappers. And rappers. Oh, I, didn't, I forgot the rapping part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His, his bar, his bar, uh, his bars are very high. And then the third one was a song called "I Got to Move" by the 1978ers, which consists oh. of YU from Diamond District and Slim Cat Slim 78. Cat 78. Yeah, don't sleep on them DMV boys. I'm telling you. Yeah, that shit's jamming. And YU is, YU is dope, man. It's dope. It's a dope track, dope song. 
Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. This is my pop unpopular opinion of the day. I feel like you should have a jingle. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> uh, this is a little bit of change of pace because it's, it's kind of a serious one. I, I get into this debate a little bit with people. And a lot of times, it, it kind of goes contrary to what I believe in a lot of ways, but it's, it's a necessary evil. Uh, as we know, different parts of the city are undergoing different forms of gentrification. It's all throughout Third Ward, stretching its tentacles into Fifth Ward and in other places. Um, and I know recently there's been a drive in Sunnyside, where I live, to not really allow gentrification to hit home here. With all that said, and I know how gentrification affects the preservation of certain aspects of a society, I think in the long run that gentrification is necessary to help a community survive. Oh, wow. I could kind of co-sign. Yeah. It's nothing like going outside in Third Ward and uh, looking around and not realizing, hey, I might not be getting robbed today. So, yeah. I'm with you on that. I co-sign that. Yeah, the Hope Temple is going to really be at the doorstep on this one. I know, man. I know, but... <laughs> but, I mean, if, even if you look around the area where, where All Real Radio is, man. Yeah. Uh, that's like... Gentrification Central now A lot of those spots man A lot of those spots would still look like Dumps if someone didn't come in um, Even those little those little uh, Right there behind El Dorado those little I don't Blue know or not. Well, whatever they are yeah, I mean I, I that's, what you're about. that's gentrification Man yeah that's that's building Something out of a dump and it was I mean like you said You, you could get robbed it just a lot of Stuff is just unsightly and it's just been sitting there it's unfortunate that a lot of it is the byproduct of people not really being educated in how to hold on to what they have right. in the neighborhood. Yeah, A lot of cats of our generation whose parents or grandparents passed on and left that land to them either just kind of let it go yeah. or they just yeah. kind of cashed out real low and didn't really understand what they had. And in the process, a lot of that stuff started crumbling down. And unfortunately, if not for gentrification, a lot of that stuff would really be like we would look like Detroit. And I, the, the reason why I'm with you on the gentrification thing was because uh, I worked at Dogan Elementary as a janitor before, and it was dirty Dogan for years. Mm-hmm. And then they started building up the area in the inner city of Fifth Ward mm-hmm. to where they got these high rises and whatnot. Dogan got a complete makeover, like over a million some dollars. Mm-hmm. State of the art, everything now. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to have trash running everywhere with dog feces because there's dogs stray dogs everywhere places clean immaculate the artist kept for elementary school and instead of shutting it down they built it up mm-hmm. so gentrification in a sense kind of restored life in that dying school so well I, I I look at it I look at it uh, I can see how it's helping and I can also see how it's hurting absolutely um, because on one hand you have a place where those who were there before got pushed out and now it's it's been, been built up uh the property taxes have uh i mean the property is has raised in price you know um and it it, it looks looks good i can even say that emancipation park getting redone probably mm-hmm. was part of that being the case 
Um, but at the same time, the same time, um, I've walked in the certain places around uh, around there. Not, and I'm not saying this has happened on a regular basis, but when when you look when you're looked at like you're not supposed to be there, when right? You've been there forever, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It becomes a cultural thing at right. that at that point, you know. Um, I, I, but I I. I I, I am um, I'm torn. <laughs> well, I'm torn. I I, I I propose a solution for that because I'm also torn as well. Because uh, you you really have two choices. You can either let it go to hell, right, or you can let someone come in and and clean it up, right. Um, but my proposal is this: regardless of the side of the fence that you're on for, if if you if you are truly about the preservation of your community, then. And, and you're not in a position to necessarily invest, you should at least invest your time in making sure that what's done in that area meets the standards that you that you set for it. Right. True. Case in point, the Heights is a good example of this because the Heights is also going through heavy gentrification, but the Heights as a community has said, if you're gonna come in and tear down our you know Victorian style homes to build something up, you need to put something up that basically looks like that that still carries the aesthetic of the neighborhood and gives it the same character that it had before right we don't mind you tearing down the old stuff but whatever you put up needs to mirror what we liked about this neighborhood and made it unique and i think people in third ward if they're able to should take the opportunity to do the same people are going to come in and they're going to buy their property and flip it regardless why not lay some ground rules in place since you are a tax-paying citizen of that community mm -hmm. lay some ground rules in terms of this is what we want to see since y'all are doing this to the neighborhood this is what it needs to look like and go ahead. Uh, i'm a, and i'm a, i'm a, uh you it's, it's funny you say that i'm gonna give a shout out to uh to uh another show that's on all real radio with us the rise and grind show mm -hmm. uh brother malik muhammad uh he has a, a neighborhood patrol um uh, that pretty much they go around the neighborhood of third ward and they pretty much make sure that everything is intact in every way possible as far as what's going on in the community from the stores from the stores that are selling expired products to the people in the community they go in and they snatch all of that shit off the shelf <laughs> and and make sure that they hold the place accountable as far as what we will what we deserve to be served while since we are, are members of this community that's what's so up. so that's that's just Kudos a, a dope, feed bro. off of what you just said that's yeah that's what we need well uh, like i said it's an unpopular opinion but i'm not i'm not going to present an opinion like that unless i feel like i have a possible solution or some type of dialogue yeah. to to go along with it i don't want y'all thinking i'm just selling out to the man oh no no but i do think that if we're not able to financially invest in our neighborhoods we should at least make our voices heard so that our neighborhood reflects what it is that we want to see. Yeah, good, good, good unpopular opinion. All right. Great. And with that, we bring this episode of From Houston with Love to a close. Gentlemen, anything that you'd like to say in closing? Fair thee well. Thank you guys for listening in, tuning in. Keep coming, man. We're going to keep coming with heat and uh, not going to be discreet about it. But tell it like it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, we thank you for listening uh, You young bucks uh, Get your music game up um, You know we are OGs of music As far as the classics are concerned And I say that Firm and, and confident 
Get your music game up. Get your, your words. Oh yeah, yeah. Please, please. If you're talking like you got gravel in your mouth, man, that, that's that's that's. I, I blame that on upbringing, but that's just a whole nother thing. <laughs> Talk like you got some sense. Uh, we we say peace to you. Peace to all the uh, all the the black owned companies. Peace to the companies out there that that represent some positive. Uh, we're gonna keep giving you great product every week. This is from Houston with love. Peace to my brother Zen. Forward motion, we make the world better. Peace. Deuces.